Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed. It celebrates their triumphs and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA Rocky Mountain Region and your host for Upholding Valor. I want to continue our conversation. We've been talking about this a few weeks now on on what's happening in America right now and thus affecting VA. The call for change, a call for conversation, an opportunity to educate and listen on the subject of inequality without violence. A societal movement to really move forward, a way of thinking that I I think many of us thought we were past, quite frankly. Old wounds have resurfaced and a lot has happened, good and bad. And we have to talk about it too here at VA with our employees and our veterans. It impacts everyone and we find at VA a diverse workforce makes us a stronger organization for our veterans. I want to make very clear, as I do in all my shows, VA serves all veterans no matter their race, religion, gender, age, or sexual orientation. And I can't help but think, and and, and I think my my guests will agree, that, that we have an opportunity here for good. There seems to be a momentum I have never witnessed before, at least in my lifetime. Um, again, I want to talk more about it with my guests. Please welcome Tisha Olson. She is a Marine Corps veteran. And Breeze Hannaford is over uh, Salt Lake City VA's local give program, which we'll explain in a little while. Thank you so much for being here. You guys, I appreciate it. Tish, uh, I, I know you identify as a trans feminine veteran, and you're going to tell us about your journey as we get into the show a little bit more, um, and thank you for your service. But I want to know um, how the happenings of the last six weeks have impacted you, what you've thought about, because I'm certain you've experienced some discrimination uh, along your journey. And again, I, I've said this before, I think the Black Lives Matter movement is is far more about all lives and 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 equality for for everyone yeah definitely and in the last few weeks is um you know what i what i see is us the minorities because i am a minority also being it with the lgbtq community Mm -hmm. we're just we're tired of being lied to we're tired of being thought that we are less than human or you know less deserving um and you know with this movement yes black lives do matter because the one thing that i want to mention i know that breeze will will talk about it a a little bit more Mm -hmm. is that my transgender sisters of color are more likely to be murdered than my trans sisters that are not Mm -hmm. I mean the death rate in America for transgenders is in my eyes astronomical it started out with only 12 to 15 to where I believe last year we had over uh, 220 in America I had no idea that were murdered not suicide not you know in a car accident actually murdered someone was that uncomfortable with who that person was 
some of them so uncomfortable that they lit them on fire. So when you take in everything that's happened, you can't help, I'm sure, that, that make it personal. Think about your journey. Can you tell us about your journey? My journey started um, way back when I when I was about six is when I knew something was different about me. Um, I come from a family of Marines, so my father was a Marine, and when he caught me, he did what any good Marine would do and, uh, you know, use corporal punishment. Um, so I learned to hide from there, and basically... I stayed hidden the rest of my life. Um, through your entire Marine Corps Through my career. entire Marine Corps career. If I would have been outed in the Marine Corps, if I would have had um, 19 years, um, 11 months, 29 days, 23 hours, and 59 minutes, and I would have been outed one minute away from hitting my 20 years. Wow. I would have been kicked out, period. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Um, so, yeah, I had to hide. Um, it made me a very angry, very mad. I hated the world. I hated everyone. And to this day, it's the same way. We're still discriminated against. Um don't ask, don't tell did nothing for transgenders. Uh, Obama lifted the ban, mm-hmm. and then our commander-in-chief today put, reinstated it. So, again, we're being discriminated against. So, in the military, we have no rights. If we're caught, that's it. You're kicked out. Thanks for 22 years of your service get out. Breeze, they're not discriminated against here. They're not. At VA. So let's mm-hmm. let's pick up on what Tish was talking about and, and, and talk about your program, maybe your relationship mm-hmm. with, with Tish and, and how you help with these feelings. Absolutely. So I think as Tish has talked a bit, you know, these are human rights issues. Um, and being, being seen as less than human is... It, it's awful. That's why things are erupting in the world is because we still, we have the systemic um, inhumanity. Yes. What is the word? There's so many words. There are so many words, so many words. Um, and, and the level of transphobia, you know, it's interesting when you, when you first see someone, the first thing you tend to make a judgment about is their color and their gender. You make these automatic assumptions based on this. And we have, we have a lot of really screwed up ideas of what that means. So I, we started the program, actually started the program back in 2008 for the LGBT program. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because we didn't have anything formal here at the time. Although the reality is the VA has always served all of our veterans. Right. You know, we have had, um, we've had wonderful therapists throughout time that really get that these are human beings dealing with some really difficult issues. Mm -hmm. But if we look at mental health history, there's been a lot of stigmatization around um, sexual and gender minorities as well. Um, And so, 
it's it's a fraught history and so many people that are sexual and gender minorities have not felt comfortable coming and receiving care because they they didn't feel like they would be seen or heard or validated are you feel like we're do you feel like we're turning the corner on that i hope so I really hope so. We've got a ways to go. Uh, Michelle Wilcox and I both are have this um, this real passion to be able to help educate and change across the healthcare system. Um, and there are wonderful, wonderful providers here at the VA. We've been very fortunate to work with that agree that we need to be able to treat all of our veterans um, with honor and dig- dignity and respect. So, what does Give do specifically? Like, like for example, the the resources that Tish takes it takes advantage of. So, the Give program is our Gender Identity Veteran Experience Program. Okay. And it really is a mental health and medical home for our transgender, gender nonconforming, intersex veterans. Um, we have a primary care team that is devoted to this population where we're able to offer gender affirming care from providers that have specialized knowledge and training in working with this population. Um, We've got a variety of mental health providers that are there to provide gender-affirming care along the gender journey, and it's going to be a unique journey for everyone. Everyone's journey is different, but really looking at what is it that this person needs in order to feel whole in their own skin. Maybe they need to be able to, to go to a group and use their name and be referred to according to their their pronouns sure. that they that they want to be called by. Um, maybe they want to be able to to dress in clothing that really works for them, and we're able to assist with that. The VA can provide prosthetic support such as breast forms or uh, mastectomy bras or gaffs, um, wigs, things that are going to allow the population to to really explore, is this right for them? Is this the direction that they want to go? Is this going to be most helpful for them in their own healing? Mm-hmm. Um, we have vocal and nonverbal coaching for people that can be really big and being able to understand how much gender is performative. And if we can understand that, um, we get to make a choice as to how we present in public. Tish, what is this program? done for you where where are you now so anger out of the military can't really be who you are what what you you want to be where where are we now now i'm happy um good i actually want to live um was it that dark was it was it that bad yes it was uh in all actuality is If I died a glorious death in battle, I will go to Valhalla. I will feast with my ancestors and my dirty little secret safe. You know, nobody's ever going to know. Yeah. You know, and um, fortunately, our enemies aren't that good of a shot, or I just know how to run really well. And uh, so that never happened. Um, but yeah, it was that dark. The, the world out here to me, I didn't fit in. Um, there was no place for me. And then when I finally come up to the VA with, with my wife's help, um, saved my life. Honestly, to tell you, tell you the truth, it saved my life because I actually, I could finally, I finally figured out 
okay, I'm not alone. Sure. I'm not, you know, this isn't just me. I'm not a freak of nature. Um, you know, and this, this VA is, I, I can't talk enough about it. I can't talk enough about Breeze and Michelle, the wonderful peers that we have here, the peers that are senior to me that have, you know, they stuck their hand out and they said, they said, here, let me help. Yeah, and you were in that difficult transition time. I mean, you had the Marine Corps for a, a, a really long time, and I'm sure you decided, I'm going to stay silent and just, you know, keep, okay, no? I didn't decide that I was going to stay silent. I had no choice if I wanted a career. Okay, that's true. I, wrong I, choice of words. Yeah, I had no choice, and that's all that I ever wanted to be was a Marine. You know, right. um, so conflicting. Yeah, and you know, sometimes I look back on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I did a great job. I loved what I did. You're I, in the infantry, right? Yes, uh, but I also look at it this way too: is that if I could have been me, how much better of a marine could I have been? Right. You know, and that goes for all of us that are in the, you know, in all the branches of the service. Because what better? I honestly feel that the military employs the largest transgender community. What better place to serve, what better place to prove your manhood than the military? Especially when you have this conflicting, when you don't even mm -hmm. think like, a, like, like how a guy thinks. I mean, my brain scan will match that of, that of yours, mm -hmm. a cisgender woman. And uh, so it's the transition coming out it had to be so much more difficult, though, um, just deciding what you wanted. Because you're, you're leaving the military, all that you know, all yeah. that you identify with. And now there's this daunting task of, of what's next. I, can, I, can, I don't have to hide anymore. So that had to be overwhelming. Well, but liberating. Overwhelming, liberating, but scary all in the same. Of course. So, I mean... And of course, with the uh, with the wonderful help of alcohol and drugs and stuff like that, I was able to kind of contain it for a little while. Yeah. And but like I said, is I had to come up here to get to enroll in the VA, and my wife just asked me to be honest, and I was honest, and that's that's where the first step caught me. And it was very scary. It was very scary, and for. The longest time I was out up here, but I wasn't out to the rest of the world. Sure. And so, kind of like what Bree said is, you know, come up here, change clothes, we come to group. Leave group, change clothes, go on back home. Mm. And, uh, or changing our clothes in the, in, in the backseat of my car or places like that. And, um... Then coming out to society, I was more scared than somebody yeah. jumping out of an airplane for the first time. And the funny thing about it is, is that most people are fine with it. And that's why I think now, especially with things that are moving and with, with you know, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, mm -hmm. Gender Revolution, um our children, 
everybody's saying enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just be me? Yes, I'm a, I am a trans feminine woman. But I identify as me. And that's all I want to be is me. I can't be nobody else. Everybody else is taken. Are you hopeful by what you're seeing? I am very hopeful because now I see the world in a very... As a very beautiful place. Do I think um, because of the violence that we may have taken a, a few steps back? Yeah, of course. You know, because violence has never solved anything. But... we can still survive mm-hmm. you know this our world you know America thrives on chaos we study it every single day <laughs> so you know we can we can get through this and we're going to get through this and once we get through this we're going to rise as a better and stronger nation and hopefully we're going to we're going to rise as a nation of one instead of a nation of well you're this and you're this and you're fitting in this box and you're fitting in that box you know, and uh, because, you know, like like I said, is we're all different. Very and true. I guess the hardest part for me is in my life, what I deal with the most is being misgendered, of being called him or his or hey, sir, or something. I got a very deep voice, kind of a Marine Corps thing. Um, I'm built like a linebacker, and I got sausage fingers. You know, um, it's like I used to always tell Breeze, I said, I'm not going to be a Barbie, and I loved how she she helped me look at it. Why would you want to be a Barbie? They're made out of plastic. Plus two, eh, the heck with Barbie. I'm a goddess. Well done, Breeze. <laughs> well done, Tish. Breeze. Well, and speaking of um, being able to bring hope, that's something that our peers are so amazing with, right? Like yeah. they are, they're the embodiment of the reality that it's possible to be whole. It's possible to do the work and to really reclaim one's own sense of identity and meaning and um, health and well-being. And so, you know, with, with Tisha, with Cynthia, with all of our peers that help out, um, they offer so much hope to the veterans coming in to recognize this is possible. I can do this. I can be myself because I have, I can see others doing it and it's possible. What's your hope for what we're seeing outside of VA? I'm actually really hopeful. I know that the world is in chaos right now and it's overwhelming and it's scary, but it's also changing and it's changing. I think in the right direction, I think that we are finally having the conversations that we've been needing to have for so long. The human rights issues across the board that need to be talked about need to be seen. Um, you know, being able to, to not, to not have a, a, to be gender blind. That's not what we're interested in doing. The same way we're not interested in being colorblind, right? We want to be gender creative. We want to be able to really support people and being who they are, knowing that that doesn't hurt anybody else, right? If somebody is just authentically being who they are, it doesn't hurt anybody else. They may feel like it does, but it doesn't. And it's none of their business, quite frankly. Exactly. Exactly. And when people feel whole, 
that's when they are able to be there and show up for their families and their friends in ways that they couldn't before. They're able to really live their lives in meaningful ways that they hadn't been able to do before because they spent all this energy trying to hide. It is just so cool to see these people blossom. Yeah. You know, come into their own, emerge. And I love the fact that here at the VA, we are given the freedom to support this population in becoming whole. Breeze, VA is very lucky to have you. I'm really lucky to Wouldn't be here. Agree? I can't Fish. imagine working with a better population. Oh, um, you guys are oh, yeah. great. It's, she leaves, I leave. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being so candid and so real with us and, and sharing your story. Best of luck moving moving forward. Don't become a Barbie. Oh, you heavens no. Okay, okay. Breeze, thank you. She can rock heels better than any <laughs> cisgender can. woman I know, though. She's rocking those nails. Your nails are nicer than mine. Don't look at mine. <laughs> I have sausage fingers, too. <laughs> they look good. <laughs> well, and of course, you know, both, both uh, they're, they're, in a way, they're kind of like me. Yeah. You know? You know, you got a unicorn on the one side, nice and sweet and fluffy, and you got a dragon on the other side, cool, mystical, but I'll burn your burn your butt if you uh, <laughs> if if you mess with my friends or family. Well, I hope to have you both back again soon. I appreciate your time so much. Thanks Thank again, you. Tish and Breeze, and and thanks to all of you for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe. Take care of each other and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran, and veteran of Desert Storm, and this is all very personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, tell a vet and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to ksl360.com slash veterans. VA is so honored to serve you. We'll talk to you next time.